Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Andy F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. I hope you're getting ready to start celebrating Thanksgiving, especially if you're in the U.S. Maybe getting today off of work, maybe doing some traveling. I am here for you. We got you today. We've got you Friday. We've got a great show in store. But before we dive in, I want to take a quick moment to share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored today by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It is widely known and sometimes a painful reality that we can't control what happens to us or what other people do. But what we can control is how we choose to respond to those things. It's how we turn the proverbial lemon into lemonade, and therapy can really help us learn how. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So let's go make some lemonade, shall we? That'd be a good addition to Thanksgiving. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and that sounds fun. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H. ELP.com slash that sounds fun. I know some of y'all are counting down the days till Christmas. Let's get to Thanksgiving first, everyone. But I'm counting down the days. This won't surprise you at all till I get to hop on a bus with my friends and take this podcast back on the road. We're headed to a city near you in February and March of 2022. You do not want to miss the fun, the laughs, the comedy more. These tickets also make great gifts. No supply chain issues to worry about. And we even have a little printable card that you can use to fill those stockings with fun and tell your loved one that they get to come to one of our tour stops. So if you're going to gift tickets at Christmas, we've got a card for you. So just go to AnnieFDowns.com slash events for all the details and go get your tickets. Cannot wait to see y'all. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend Hannah Brown. You know Hannah Brown. She starred on season 15 of this little reality series you may have heard of called The Bachelorette. She went on to win season 28 of Dancing with the Stars. This beauty pageant title holder and winner of Miss Alabama USA 2018. She just released her book, God Bless This Mess, Learning to Live and Love Through Life's Best and Worst Moments. Yesterday, it just released yesterday. Y'all, she is a real gem. I genuinely like her so much. I can't wait to share this sweet conversation with y'all. So here's my chat with Hannah Brown. Hannah, welcome to That Sounds Fun. I'm so happy to be here. Listen, you know, for starters, people have been yelling at both of us for you to be on this podcast for two years. So it is about time. It is about time. And I'm just, I was just saying our little pre hello. Yes. This is like one of my very first conversations about the book. So I'm so excited that it's with you. Oh, thank so you. All the time, you know, at least it's going to, it's a really, it's going to be a really good conversation. That's right. So it all built up to this. We've yes. been, yes. we've been friends <laughs> for a while, but this yes. is our first public. This is kind of us going out publicly for the first time. And our friendship. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what matters the most. Uh, University of Alabama, University of Georgia. Oh, boy. Did you know that? That's where I went. No. Yes, that's where I went to school. I'm it's a Georgia okay. person. Listen. It's okay. Tell, I, won't, I won't hold it against you. Tell me how you're feeling. When y'all lost to A&M, what is that? F- I mean, I've known that feeling a lot, but tell me how that felt in your body. Well, I think I have a little bit more separation from it now. Like, I would not have wanted to be in my hometown, oh, like around like my family when we lost. I was kind of, you know, I'm here in LA now, but um, my theory, you know, my thing's like when we lose, we lose gracefully because it yeah. doesn't happen much. Yes, yes. When people, when people beat us, they storm a field. Right. When we, <laughs> when we lose, it's like, okay, we're just going on to the next. Yes. The, the next game. Yes. Let's do this. We yes. got, you know, we came back. So do you think it's going to be us against each other in the national championship? I, it's highly likely. It's highly likely. It'll for sure be the be SEC really championship. It'll be so fun. Yeah. That would be so fun. Oh, you know, I, I'm a big SEC girl. So I, you know, if that's what I try to say. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel very much that way, except Florida. <laughs> By Florida, just I mean, just like it, it's Florida. <laughs> so I mean, to me, to me, we can like cheer each other on, and I just have to work at. I don't know Steve Spurrier stuff. I love Tim Tebow. It's not a Tim Tebow problem. I know I love Tim Tebow, but so yeah, I, I told him one time I was like, 
everybody misses hearing the Lord every now and again. So you just missed yeah. it. You just missed it. Okay. So here's my thinking when it comes to the SEC and you living in LA, are there people out there? Like, do you gather to watch games with people? I don't, I mean, I'm pretty, I feel like I'm still don't know that many people here. Uh-huh. So that's also like a struggle, but no, I just watch it at my, my home with my boyfriend, but Oh, we're for sure talking about Adam because he's adorable. He's adorable. Yeah, he's pretty great. Can you back up and say how y'all met? I don't think I've watched that part on the internet. I just knew he arrived. So Is he the guy that you left a note on the car? No. I wanted that. Everybody wants to know that. Um, (laughs) No, but it all kind of happened around that same time I started dating. And then um, I... One day after finally getting over just other boy stuff, yeah. I I booked truly booked a trip to Cabo and then signed up for a dating app, like all like like same night sitting at uh, a dinner table, and I uh-huh. was like, I'm just gonna do it. And my mom was so mad at me. She was like, Why are you getting on a dating app? And through the dating app, I met Adam and now I'm like, and she's obsessed with him. Yes. So I'm like, if I would have listened to you, I wouldn't have met this amazing human. But yeah, it was just like, I, I did it for fun and then like made a YouTube video of some of my dates, which it was, it was really fun. Like I didn't put any pressure on it. And I think that's why it worked out. Cause I just, I was, I, he he just came at the right time, even though I was like, whoa, that's not the right time. It it was because I was, I think had been doing the work on myself yeah. and um, was able to slowly but surely receive the type of uh, love and just like nurturing and encouragement from some, like a wonderful human. So yeah. I heard great. a friend say over the weekend that, that when you... And I mean, you know me, not married yet. I'm 41, you know, like, so I've been being a person for a long time and mm-hmm. want to be married. And my, this guy friend of mine said, it's just like when you spend so much time getting good at being you, the right person just shows up. Yeah. Did you feel, do you feel that? I mean, after reading your book, I can see the growth in you to, yeah. f- to being uh, in love with the journey of who you are. Do you feel like that, that played into Adam? Well, I mean, we had this conversation a lot. Like I, I sometimes don't like, I'm like, Oh, he's, he's seven years older than me. I'm still have a lot of work that I'm doing on myself. Like I'm in the thick of it. And that's kind of what my book's about too. Like I'm in the thick of all this. Like I'm not on the other side yet, but I hope that like for the people who read this book, it's like the big sister who's like only like two steps, three steps ahead. Yeah. Um, that's what I, wanted but even on this journey of like just accepting love from a from a man that it's hard when you've had these like patterns of like what you think love is what type Mm. of relationships that you've had and sometimes I'm like I'm really sorry like (laughs) like (laughs) like I'm still like trying to process this but he's kind of been on his own journey and so he's He's in a place in his life where he can be there for me yeah, and um, show up when I need somebody to show up for me and be patient. And mm-hmm. so I think having someone who's done that process themselves, like being in a relationship with somebody that's done that, he has so much grace for me and is like there as I continue to navigate mm-hmm. everything. And but yeah, he we wouldn't have met each other if I hadn't gone on this journey. Yeah. So really, it all works out, you know? <laughs> he, he seems so lovely and so funny. And I just, I very much enjoy seeing y'all together. Yeah, he's he's the best. Yeah. And he's like the best encourager. Like he wrote a note for me. He always writes notes. Uh-huh. And he wrote one that says, you have a special story. Share it with 100% confidence getting ready for today. It's just oh like really, gosh. you have a special really short story. Share it with hundred percent confidence. Yeah. That's really sweet. Okay. So let's, yeah. t- let's, let's dive into some of your story because when I was reading your book called God bless this mess, which is a hilarious title, Hannah, well done. I'll tell you a couple of things stood out to me that I would love for you to talk about. One of them is your internship in LA. 
I know this mm-hmm. is a weird train, but I wonder if you'll yeah. follow with me on it. When I was reading that part about your internship in LA, I thought she'd had no, no idea that a decade later she'd be living there. Or not even a decade. So like, will you talk, so many of us are trying to figure out what God's doing in our lives and the paths he has us on. Will you talk a little bit about how it feels to live there now when you had that experience from small town Alabama to an internship? Yeah, um, it's so weird now because like I don't live where I I interned, but I have to go, like when I'm trying to go in town, I lived uh-huh. like in this, like on West, what's it called? Westwood. So it's like Beverly Hills or in, I'm in Santa Monica. I'll like drive by and I'm like, wow, that's like, I had no idea where I was like truly yeah. like, <laughs> I couldn't have told you where I lived during my internship. Um, cause I was all alone right. and had never been there. Um, so it, it is surreal, but yeah, I had an internship, I think, what was it, going into my senior year of college, and it was for John Paul Mitchell Systems, mm-hmm. So, it, and it was right in, like, Century City, and, like, when I talk about this office that I worked in, it, it looked like, it made the Devil Wears Prada office, like, it put it to shame. It was, <gasps> like, this amazing, beautiful office, and I'm like, I <laughs> It's work here. It's so cool. <laughs> now, did I do much of anything? No. But that experience for me, just like seeing this whole other side of what like a life can be was mm-hmm. really profound. I mean, I went from one really um, serious relationship to the next serious relationship. Um, well, it's kind of like in the beginning stages of it and came out here. And I always thought what my life was going to be was, you know, living some smaller town, getting married. Like I thought I was getting yeah. married pretty soon, um, right out of college, like all my friends had. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, by the way. Girl, it's just, Southern stuff. Us too. Said, yeah. yeah. But I always had this like, inter- like gut feeling that that wasn't the life that I was supposed mm. to live. It's what I so desperately wanted. Wow. Because that's all I really knew. And there was like a comfort to it, but there always was like the spark of like, maybe there's something else. Like, and that internship to LA, the first time in my life, really being independent, like Mm -hmm. my dad went out there with me. He like signed my name to a uh, rental car because I couldn't, (laughs) I wasn't 25. Right. So he got me a rental car got me groceries and dropped me off in this studio apartment. I had where I truly had no idea where I was living. Like couldn't tell you on a map, anything. (laughs) And I was just there and I didn't know a single person, but there was so much like adventure and like just experimenting like with like who I, like if I could step into this person and I mean, I would go every, like I have so many pictures of me like going to all these places like now where I live by myself and just like asking a person to take a picture yeah. of me and just going on these like really cool adventures around the city, still not knowing exactly where I was. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I, so I live close to um, a street called Abbot Kinney in Venice, and I couldn't even told you at that time like. Like I was taking pictures, but I was like, when I moved here, I'm like, oh, that's that's where that's I was. Where I was. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> But yeah, that was, it was crazy that like, I remember coming back from that internship and being like, man, that was like, I felt really free Um, and coming back and kind of having like this, like, like, oh, now, now we're back here. Wow. But I was, I didn't know anything. Like that was the first time to know anything different, but still didn't know how I could really get there Yeah. because I had this relationship that I thought I was supposed to be in and. Yeah, it was really hard. So that it all like came back around and now I'm living in, you know, like a, a view shot of the ocean. Like I can, I know this exact place I took a picture. I'm like, I literally walk by it every single day. Like the place that I that was taking a picture to show all my friends, like this is where I live. Yeah. It was really cool. Now it's hard for sure, but it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard it is uh, hard to live out there unless you like no, it's the place that you are meant to be. I know I'm supposed to be here right now. Yeah. I think sometimes I question like, God, why? But I know I'm supposed to be here right now. Mm. I don't know if it's forever, 
but I keep I've hoping been, you'll end up here in Nashville. I, I feel like that will. I think that's, <laughs> that's I just want it to be in the cards. It's definitely in the cards. Okay, I think great. about it a lot, okay. a lot. But right now in this season, I mean, I'm talking to you, but I'm also staring at the ocean. Yeah, like which we don't get to do. Sorry to tell you. That's really special, you know? And I always, when I was younger, like thought I was going to, like my dream was to spend one summer at the beach, like beach bumming it. And yeah. I am getting to live that dream now, but yeah. not having to beach bum it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just trying to enjoy this moment right now. Yeah. And be here and whatever happens later will happen. But I do kind of miss, I, I miss like being in the South. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, when you think about writing, when you wrote God bless this mess, can you see some of the places that there are these like strings of God leading you? And did it help to write the book to be like, Oh my gosh, I would have never thought about that until I had to go back and write about it connecting with this. Yeah. I, and you read the book. Like I'm very honest with like my struggles. Oh my with, gosh, you're so honest. You're uh, honest to the point where I was like, "You, Hannah, you sure? Okay, okay, girl, I you know, tell that story. I, Let's go. I love I know, it. I think it matters. I'm scared, but I I, I also believe that the superpower that God gave me was my vulnerability. Yes, and I have to continue to step into that. And know that I'm going to be persecuted, that people are going to misunderstand me, that there are people that don't want to hear from me. And that's that's okay. But there are a lot of people that I know that I'm reaching. And because of some of the experiences that have looked and felt like my and were my biggest mistakes is how like God's like making my story so much bigger than if I would have done live the straight and narrow path that I thought I was going to live, you know? Right. Um, but that's really hard. Like, to be yes. honest, I'm, I was worried about doing like this, po- not your podcast, because I'll say like, you're one of, well, I'll get into that later, but like, there was a lot of my, you know, time and, and on the show where I felt very like almost like persecuted in a way for making some, maybe not the best decisions, but like God has used all that in such a bigger way. And I had to go through all that, but there are so many, like going back to it, there are so many like threads in my story. And that's why like at the very end of the book, it all kind of comes together where it's like, I had these big, like, wow moments, like God's story that in my life, it's not over yet, but it's so big. It's yes. that is my something big. I have mm-hmm. a a chapter in there like something big. It's like he is using my my life yes. in a way that I could have never planned, and I am still like ah, uh, I fall and I have to get back up. And he uses all those moments where I fall to like make the story even bigger and grander, and that's. That was really cool writing the book. It was really hard writing the book. Um, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Lot, there was a lot of things that were hard to just be honest with myself about. And then no, not only am I being honest with myself about, <laughs> but I'm being honest with everybody who reads this yeah. book too. Yeah. And so there's a lot of fear there, but there's no fear where God is going to like use this story. And I'm just yeah. trying to like remember that every day. And every time I do a podcast, like, He's got me. Like yes. th- this story is going to be used, and the people who are going to get it and receive it are going to, and um, the people who don't, and they don't. You know. I think so. so. I think here's what I hope you remember, and I'll tell you this again the day the book comes out, if you want me to. There are so many of us who experience parts of your story or all of your story, like who n- connect with certain pieces of it, and mm-hmm. and when you say. I was there, I did this, I experienced this. We get to say, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the mm-hmm. only one. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one who made that decision. I thought I was the only one who asked that question. And what you did over and over to me and my reading of God Bless This Mess, what you did over and over is you said, I'll tell you my part and maybe you'll say me too. Yeah. 
And and so yeah. that's a real gift, Hannah. That's actually a real gift you've given. And it is going to cost you something. I, I mean, that's that's gifts cost the giver. That's just how it works. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's getting so close. I'm like, ah. uh-huh. you know, it's all hitting me. Yeah. It, it's been such a long process of the book. And there's been so many bumps and halts and stops yeah. and along the way that, but in all that, like there's been, I think of so many more like moments to thread and, and time to continue to, to use that thread that God's been weaving into my yeah. life um, from that. And the book would have been something completely different if there wasn't all those bumps. But I yes. think this is a much more impactful story and I'm really, I'm, I am really proud of it. You should be. You really should be. Will you talk about how much journaling matters to you? How much did journaling shape the book and how much does it shape your life? I was actually trying to find before we got on here. So how I came to even follow you is I read your book, Looking for Love. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And I oh loved it. It was like when my first, like, I had kind of gone through a depression or realizing that I had been struggling with that. And after getting some help, like my fire for Lord, for the Lord and just like, like consuming anything and everything Mm -hmm. was just so fierce and your book came up and I, I loved it. So I was trying to find through my journals where I probably wrote some notes from your book to show you that I didn't have, I didn't, if I ever find it, I'll send it it to to you. Journaling is such a big part of this book. Uh, it is where many of the the pages in the book were just taken from my journal yes. and placed in there. I love and that. I love the places where you quote your journal. Yeah, yeah. And then some of them, you know, we, we make it sound a little bit <laughs> nicer than how I wrote it. And I'm like, that's illegible. For sure. So yeah. you got to figure out what that is. <laughs> but it, it, was a, it was such a wonderful thing to have because I could really go back to like, what did I actually feel in that moment? Cause there's been a lot of processing that's happened yeah. um, in the past two years. So to be able to like really go into that moment so that I can, you know, really understand if somebody's reading that book and they like reading the book in, the, in that moment, like what did it actually feel like to yeah. have like the words that I was to just explain my emotions was I think really special to have in this mm-hmm. book. And it's it's where I do my my best processing, and this whole book is about like taking those really terrible, no good situations, figuring out like admitting that that's how I feel. Yes. this is what's happening, but then figuring out how to process and heal from that. Mm-hmm. That's all that my journal has been, and it's really cool to like now that I have all these journals to see like something that I was like writing down like prayers and then to see like how you know over weeks months years Mm -hmm. God has like been able to heal me or give me some peace about things is really cool yeah Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Brooklinen. Even if you can't put a price on comfort, a sale definitely doesn't hurt. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is here and bringing serious savings on everything you need to keep cozy. This sale is big news for your comfort, my people. Big news. Brooklinen's entire site of super soft, seriously cozy essentials is on sale right now, y'all. I cannot quit. I mean, it's embarrassing how much I can't quit my Brooklinen loungewear. It's seriously the most frequently worn item that I own. Brooklinen was created to bring dreamy comfort to every corner of your space at prices so affordable, they may make you pinch yourself. Shopping doesn't get any easier than Brooklinen bundles. Save more when you stock up on essentials for your space. Now's the time to get gifting with deals on items for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping scents for a candle lover or grabbing a gift card, aka the gift that keeps on giving, this kind of comfort is always a hit for the holidays. So Brooklinen's comfort game is unmatched and their lineup keeps getting better. Five-star sheets, y'all know I have multiple sets and my bed is never without Brooklinen. And well, they were just the start. And their collection of cozy must-haves now include everything from dreamy decor to their new slippers. Your girl AFD is always here for cozy slippers. 
Don't miss out. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is here. And if you're listening after the sale, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com, promo code that sounds fun. This may be a terrible question, so fix me if I'm asking this stupidly. But how I saw over and over in the book from Dancing with the Stars to Bachelor, Bachelorette, but even in your teen years, you talk about telling yourself the truth and not believing, you know, it's easy to lie to ourselves like, oh, this is going to be fine or, oh, this isn't good when it is good for you. How important have you continued to see telling yourself the truth or paying attention when you really see the truth in a story? How has that served you? I think I have always been like, um, I don't want to say like very aware of my, of my emotions. I've, I've yeah. sometimes pretend like I wasn't, yeah. but, but that truth always bubbles up. Even right. like, it, it's always kind of there. Now I've, I've had moments where I've been like, mm, I'm just going to pretend like it's not. Yeah. That's what you write yeah. about is like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he really liked me and then y'all would break up and he would hook up with other people. And you'd be like, I always knew in my gut. I always knew. Yeah. I think something you just seem that to have I, a really good inner knower. I do, but I don't always. There's truth in trusting. I don't. I I have been on this journey of learning how to trust myself. Wow. Which means trust, like that inner knowing is God. Yeah. Because I have struggled with not feeling good enough. I think we all struggle with that. If you don't really know who you are and you don't feel good enough to, you know, serve that part of you that's still when you're in the stillness, then of course you're going to make mistakes. Of course, of course you're going to do the thing that you aren't supposed to do. And like, oh, it, it hurts really bad when you're like, mm-hmm. dang it, I knew mm-hmm. it. But it's really learning to like trust that voice and how you do that is to be still. But for so long, Ooh. I was going, 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 going. It gets really hard to to decipher that. But as you like take the time to look back, sometimes like those messes, those mistakes, yeah. when you have the time to process them, that's where you really see where God did show up. Yes. And and and, and was there. Yeah. But I think what's important is is to take that time to see those threads so that as mm. you go forward, you're a little bit better. Yeah. It, you know, it's not about like being perfect, just being a little bit better. Yeah. And the way that I feel like I've been able to do that is to see where I was right, which God was right. And I think through the past few years, like slowly but surely, like more leaning into that and trusting that truth that's inside me. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you're going to hear me say process, process, but it it just has been. It's been been tough, but I know that God is like transforming me in such a big way and already has, but is so not done yet. And that's really exciting to know that growth is just continual and his truth will always come through. Yeah. Well, tell me what your prayer life is like. When do you pray and what is it? How is that affecting the decisions you're making and and knowing the truth that is in you? Yeah. So I don't think I really, I've always had like this really, um, Maybe that's what that like truth is. Like yeah. my relationship with the Lord has always been very intimate. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like I heard that, you know, maybe in Sunday school, like God's like your father. And I took yeah. it like very seriously. Like, yeah. like he's a dad, like it's somebody I can just talk to. Yes. And so I've always just like been able to have those whispering pure prayers with God yeah. and be like, you know, I don't even know what I need right now. I just, I just need you. Mm. And my prayer life is, has, has, but it, in certain moments of my life, I haven't been as much of a prayer warrior. Sometimes I'm like praying all day long in everything, but when I'm the closest to God is when like, there's like the biggest transformation now it's like I do quiet times in the morning. Yeah. And that's when I'm just, you know, I pray. I've gone into meditation, which has yeah. been really cool, like another form of prayer. Yeah. Um, just because for me, I have 
I feel like I'm always like over here, over there. And just like having like five minutes of just sitting in the stillness mm. is, is super important for me. Yeah. I also journal out my prayers. Me too, dude. I write all of them. It, it helps. That's probably the most like, um, I feel like honest and like I am with, with the Lord. Cause it's not just trying to come up with some fancy words. Right. It's, it's just like this journal of mine is like the most honest, pure parts of me. And that's what I want to bring to the table every time. Yeah. So um, I think there's all different types of ways to pray, but that that's really the, those are, that's how I do it more in the mornings. Like, yeah. And to me, when I write my prayers, it slows me down so much. So much. And in a yeah. good way of like, oh, I have to like write the name and write the thing. I, and like it, my brain can't go as fast as I can talk. Yes. And it like sticks with you. Yes. Like, you know, like, I'm such a, like, Adam, he writes on his computer, like out his prayers and things. <gasps> oh my gosh. And I get that. That's cool. But for me, I have to be yes. like pen and paper. I just, fe- I, it, I just have to do it. I just, when I pay attention to how you love your friends and how we communicate and how I see you communicate with people, I've just wondered, like, take this or leave it. I just, it, when I was hearing you talk about prayer life, I just thought, I bet God likes her so much. Like, I'm just sure he likes you so much because you, everything you love, you love all the way. Right. And so I would imagine that that's what he is experiencing on that side of this relationship. I'm just going to tell you that is what he thinks. I think that's what the Holy Spirit is saying to me is how much he like likes you. And I probably need to hear that because sometimes I, I'm so hard on myself. And um, I think we all kind of should go through those struggles. But I know that like the the intimacy that I have with God, like I think it sometimes takes people a long time to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just I'm just like, God, you got me. You what the heck are we doing? Help me. Um, But I I think he has never turned his back on me, even when I've turn my back on him and been upset and mad. And, but I do, but I will say, I will go to the Lord in prayer, even when I'm mad of like, I don't understand why you did this. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel you. But I think that internal like dialogue and even open dialogue with the Lord has really just helped me. Even when I've just fallen down so hard, like, really know that his presence is there and that he's got me. And yeah, yeah, I think just always having that really intimate relationship has helped me so much, but I don't always feel that way. So I'm glad that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's all that's beating in my chest is how much he likes you. So take it because that is like what I'm, what I know. That's what I know. Well, thank you. So another interesting thing about your book is you kept connecting different songs to different stories. (laughs) <laughs> mostly Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some Garth. There was some Garth in there too. Yeah. I mean, is does music matter that much to you? Is it just like part of your, the what is Hannah? Is there always music playing? I think I really, um, like I remember certain songs with different experiences yeah. in my life. So I guess, so I am so mad at my mom that she never put me in like some type of like, I mean, I was in dance. I danced. Yeah. But like, like, I wish I would have done like some type of like musical instrument. I wish I could sing so bad. I can't at all. But yeah, I've always loved music because if I did sing, I mean, I'm coming for you, Carrie Underwood. Listen, (laughs) if the Lord would have made me able to sing, nobody could tell me nothing, Hannah. Nothing. I like tell everybody, I'm like, oh, I would crush it on stage. Yeah. No, I would. We would be a great duo. We Listen, the Lord protecting us from our own pride <laughs> that we are unable to sing the way we know. Because we can perform. The voice just doesn't hold up to it. It just doesn't. Yeah. People <laughs> enjoy it. As much as we will. That's right. We would enjoy it. Oh, next time you're here, we're going to Sam's karaoke. Have you already been to Sam's? No. Oh, sorry. Not Sam's. Santa's. Santa's. No, but let's do it. Dude. It is a tr- double wide, and all he sells is beer and chips. That's it. 
And it's Perfect. a carrier. It's the best. It's the best. So next time you're here, we're going to go make Let's fools of ourselves and tell no one except us. And it'll be the best. It'll be the best. Okay. So, but Let's music has just, you just loved it for forever. I thought that was amazing. There were so many songs that directly connected with stories. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just, it, it's so weird. Like all those different moments, like it's, it's like when I was sitting down, like trying to go back to these stories, it's like I had to add them in because that's what it was like going through my mind is like those different experiences with either like, you know, it was something happened, songs on the radio or like when I was sitting down to write, I'm like, this is just like that song. Right. That, that, yeah. So, yeah, I've always loved music. That's probably why I should be. I love country music. Probably why, you know, Nashville calls my name all the That's time. Right. But, Keep it um, in the cards, girl. Come on. <laughs> you and Adam, yeah. just come on down and move down here. Um, yeah, we'll build you an ocean. I, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to, I just recently went to the Dan and Shay concert and I was talking to Shay and he was like, look, you can just go down to 30A when you need to. It's like five hours away. Just come on. And I'm like, I know, I know. So, <laughs> and we drive it's straight like, through Tuscaloosa. You could see your people, and then head down to the beach. I mean, everybody would be happy with that. Hannah, thirty A is literally just a another version of Nashville. It is. That's everyone. Everybody's everyone. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. We'll, we'll we'll see. I was just down there at a wedding, and I avoided someone at the grocery store, and I was like, "Well, now you really know. <laughs> now you really know that." <laughs> That's, That's how many neighbors end up down there. Is I was like, I don't have the energy. I can't do it at the grocery <laughs> store at 38. So, okay. So some of our friends from the AFD Week in Review email sent in some questions for you. And okay. I love a, I love them all. But uh, there are multiple people saying, finally, yes, love you both. Been waiting, all those things. You're welcome, everyone. We're here. Okay. I love this one from Jen. Why do you think the Bachelor franchise is attracting so many believers right now? I think... It is such a worldly experience that is in the desperate need for the Holy Spirit to intervene. Mm. And I think like some of us get the calling to, I mean, I know for me, like I never watched the show and I somehow found myself through like the weirdest way on the show. And I think the Lord just really, um, was present in that for me in so mm. many different ways. And I think there's there's just a need for more Christians to be on that show and have different experiences yeah. and be able to unify in a way. Because people like either love you, hate you, but if they like, you know, it is such a huge show with such a huge following that you have such a big impact that can be made. And yeah. so... I think that's why, because, you know, the Lord uses us in so many different ways. Um, and even if it's uh, not in a way that you would expect, yeah, but that's yeah. when he does his biggest work, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been interesting. We've had a couple of Bachelor people on and everyone mm -hmm. says, yeah, God told me to do that. Or God opened up all the right doors. And almost every time we'll get messages back from people going like, God told them to do that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that's your story is that it really just almost was like handed to you by friends. Well, I, I didn't even know. Like I got, I never really watched a show other than like I was in a sorority at the University of yeah. Alabama. So like everybody was watching Every Monday the show. night it was I, on, yeah. Yeah, so like I just, I knew about it, but really didn't have yeah. that much interest. And it was like all in like one day. Like we, I have, I just broken up with my second long-term relationship. All my friends, like truly, like all my friends were like getting married, and they were like, "I was like, heck, at this point, I'm gonna have to do something like crazy, like go on the bachelor." <laughs> and and I, but I, I, I don't even know how you do that. I yeah. wasn't like serious. I haven't really watched this show, so yeah. like it was just like this huh, thing I threw out. Yeah, I'm telling you. Hours, hours later, I'm home because I was in Birmingham having yeah. lunch with my girlfriends, came back. Hours later, I get a phone call from a producer on the show yeah. saying that somebody anonymously put my name in 
And when, and I was like, this is so weird. Have no, I had no idea for, you know, like a month who sent my name in. I asked all my friends that like, like, did y'all just, how did y'all do that? They're like, first of all, no, (laughs) we we haven't been home for like an hour. Right. We We didn't have time. (laughs) So it was just, it was so crazy. And then just, yeah, all these doors kept opening and I'm like, I'm supposed, I'm supposed to do this. And, you know, I, I, I mean, if you, people have gone my story, like I have gone everywhere after that. And the bachelorette was definitely a lot harder than being a bachelor contestant. But yeah. as a bachelor and contestant, that was one of the best experiences of my life, truly wow. of my life, of even my like spiritual journey. Yeah. I had so, yes, you don't have that much time with, you know, the lead, but because of that you have actually so much time to have quiet times. And right. I read, I read mingling of souls, wild at heart oh my gosh. Uh, while I was there. Yeah. And I was just like so in it. I'm like, if I'm going to get engaged, yeah. like, I was like, like I also I love both it. those books. I love mingling of souls by Matt Chandler. I thought that was incredible. That is one of my favorite books. Yes. But like, I was really just like really in it and was able to see God work in me so much during that time mm-hmm. and like me flourish as a person of like, huh, like asking those big questions. And yeah, um, yeah I, I think I was, I remember coming back home and my parents being like, everybody being like, you've changed so much. Like my confidence, wow. my just like knowing who I am, knowing how God used that experience. Now, after that, we we had some stumbles, but sure. Um, cause it's, it's a lot different being yeah. a, a lead than, you know, a, than one of 30. Um, yes. yes. That was different. But, um, even, even all the stuff that happened afterwards, yeah. like it, I, I have now this, you know, really big platform and I'm able to point to God yeah. th- through it all. And also be able to show like, you know, all my, I will say one thing, even after this, especially after this book, I have nothing to hide. Yeah, I have literally nothing to hide. No deep, dark secrets. Yeah. No anything. And I, I've been able to use this huge platform to be like this, this is what I've been through. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. Here's how I know I'm going to be okay. Yes. And that the Lord is like just using this for like, I'm going to look back and like, even a, every year I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm. That's making sense now. Yes. And, and to live for something so much bigger than myself is, is, uh, I get to share that message to a lot of people who think that, you know, being on social media you realize that people sometimes forget that there's something so much bigger yeah. than yourself and the number of likes and the number of comments and the this and that and yeah. being able to uh, share that is is really special. So it was all what I was supposed I was supposed yes. to be on the show. I still yeah. sometimes I'm like, you know, what? This? Really? <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I think it's just God's been able to use that franchise and the, and the Christians on that show in in a really awesome way. So what do you know about God that you didn't know before you went on the bachelor? I think what I thought before I went on that show, um, was that for God to use me, I had to be the, that good Christian girl, make all the right decisions um, he can only so, use you if you're perfect, if you don't make a mistake. And the things that yes. even like when I was struggling with anxiety yeah. and depression, that was something that like I was ashamed of that I was just, you know, was upset with myself that like, oh, I, I must have not prayed hard enough. I must have not done this enough. And, you know, oh, I just got to work on myself more, mm-hmm. you know. And what I realized from and it was it's been hard, but. God used, like in the Bible, all the people that he used to bring his name glory were the most, like, you, you kind of like, you, you used 
That's who you yeah. used? Yeah. That's, that's who you're going to Right. And I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, mm. after everything that I've been through, I'm like, you're going to use me? Yes. And I just always hear it. It's like, yes, you. Yes. It's you. And all those mistakes and all those stumbles and all those times where I've questioned and been humiliated or been ostracized or hurt, like I've been through all that because he's, he's chosen me and he's using that. Yes. Not, not the good girl who, you know, tried to pretend like she had everything together it's 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 the girl who has been through it, who is still in it, but is working every day to stop trying so hard and just let him lead me. Yeah. Um, Gosh, and hopefully be able to really speak to those who felt like they were too far gone um, or in the thick of it like yeah. me to know that like, God's got them too, mm-hmm. and that we're going to make it through the mess together. So really knowing that like God uses all those m- messes for his bigger message. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uses messes for his message. Okay, Hannah I Brown. <laughs> you better, you better preach. You better get some of those catchphrases together, girl. Let's go. Hey, friends, just taking a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing shows on the That Sounds Fun Network. You know how much we love the network. It is our amusement park of podcasts that we are a part of. And in a time when people are consistently desperate to find hope, my buddy Carlos Whitaker leads us in conversations that bring us just that. From fun discussions about everyday joy to polarizing and challenging topics, Carlos shows even the most calloused hearts that there is still hope in humanity. You may remember Carlos from being on That Sounds Fun episode 55 and episode 230, sharing about his awesome books, Kill the Spider and Enter Wild. But some other things to know about him, he's a People's Choice Award winner, a former recording artist signed to a major label, a social media maven, and he currently spends the majority of his time writing books and speaking on stages around the world and recording his podcast. I love Carlos. He and his family and I are real-life friends. I'm so proud to be on the network with him and his podcast, Human Hope. If you're not already listening, do it. You won't regret it. Episodes release every Thursday. For more information on Carlos, just follow him on Instagram. It's loswit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T, and visit carloswhitaker.com. If you're looking for a little hope, listening to Human Hope with Carlos Whitaker is a great way to find some. This is a great week to try some shows while you're cooking for Thanksgiving, while you're traveling back and forth, and I think you will love checking out some episodes of Human Hope. Hey friends, just taking a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Everly Well. Take a sec and think about what your answer would be if I asked you the question, how are you feeling today? Like, how does your body feel? If the answer is anything less than great, it may just be time to learn more and find out what could be better for your body. You can take control of your health and well-being with an at-home lab test from Everly Well. Everly Well offers affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted physician-reviewed results. You can choose from tests including food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, and so many more. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships you your test straight to your door with everything needed for a simple sample collection. And then you return the test to a CLIA certified lab with a prepaid shipping label and voila, your physician reviewed results and insights are sent to your device in just days. Over a million people have trusted Everly Well with their at-home lab testing. I found Everly Well to be super simple to use with easy to follow instructions included and I love the peace of mind that comes with knowing that my results were reviewed by a physician and could be trusted. And for my friends, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. That's everlywell.com slash that sounds fun for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Hannah. I think that's beautiful. The other thing I want you to hear me say is you said that God still chooses you and that's why he's using Mm -hmm. you. I also think he uses you because you're still choosing him. Yeah. 
right? Because even there are parts of your story that I read in the book and that I lived real time watching the television. Uh, There are parts of your story that you could say, because of that and because of how I was treated by Christians, I'm walking away from this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But you didn't. So that was something I wanted to kind of come back to with you. It's like, why I was so excited to do this podcast is, you know, we... You, you, you like made me still feel, I'm going to get emotional about it, but just to have your encouragement through that was really imp- important to me because I remember, um, I didn't know, I felt really lost, but really like searching and just needed, I needed my people. And then I felt like I was, I wasn't you know, being told, like, I'm not a good example of, you know, a Christians, like that, mm. that was hard. That's probably one of the hardest Gosh, things out of I'm everything, sure. because that's when I needed a community the most. I mean, I was out here by myself, like, knowing I had made mistakes, not knowing the whole world was going to see it. And it was so hard. I remember I, not going to say the podcast, but I would like listen to this podcast and it was from a church, like a well-known church. And they actually like did a podcast about me. Like I'm listening and it was like, this Hannah Brown really loved Jesus with all her heart and like inviting me to church. Like it was, it was really, that was really hard. And I was like, wow. And I, and in that whole thing, like I was around people who had never believed in anything I was around, not one single Christian and I had been making these, like, you know, I would I would try to do my quiet times. I had nothing, especially as a bachelor, you have no time. And had started, like, planting these seeds. And, like, we were so excited because they were going to go to church with me. And yeah. then, like, for the first time, and then all this happened, like, at one time. Yeah. And it was like, dang it. Like, I remember one of the people that was with me the whole time was like, well, that's Christianity. I don't want any part of that. And wow. that, like killed me and but I would have never known what that felt like because I was always in the inside I was always that's how I grew up and I would never know what that felt like if I hadn't gone through that and so now I have this connection because like connection with other people is like what we're made for it's Mm -hmm. it's it's to find those relatable moments that we can connect to like the heart and, and really be able to be like, I see you, I feel you. I now am able to connect with so many different people and bring them in to knowing God and knowing that like some people don't have the experiences that I did growing up of like going to church since, you know, I was little and and like being in a church group and youth group. And, and, and unfortunately people have that, those experiences that I had on the show far too often. And it helped me know how to show up mm-hmm. for the big church to show like how, like how we're, we're called to show up and it's to love on people and, and to not to, to pray for a redemption, not a, not to scold or to um, reject, ostracize, like that. We, we can't do that. And, and I don't think I would have really known what that was like if I hadn't gone through that experience. Gosh. But when you messaged me, like, you don't understand like how, how, um, and how you've always just checked on me, like how much that meant to me, especially during that time when I felt like everybody was disappointed in me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was really powerful, but God used even that really hurtful moment to give me another another way that I can be used in his bigger story for me. So you've done a beautiful job with it. And I am so sorry that, that I mean, the sentence I was always on the inside. I didn't know how this feels could make me cry. Cause that is so heartbreaking. Yeah. That's so heartbreaking that there are so many people who grew up like us and have left because they knew what it was like on the inside they made some choices that people put them on the outside and they don't want to come back. Yeah. But I, 
God, I mean, God's just got such a hold on my heart that I could never turn away from him. And I have also felt like the love of so many people who have loved me through some of those hard times and always pointed me back to God, even when, you know, it felt like there was thousands of other people, you know, making me want to go the other way. But God is just so much bigger than that. And, you know, sometimes people have to, we have to always develop in our faith. And um, I think that was just another just learning lesson for me too, of like, I think I've been in the past, I was so judgmental Mm -hmm. of people who made different lifestyle decisions than what I thought was the capital T truth of how we are supposed to live as Christians and probably did snub some people Mm -hmm. instead of show them love. And I unfortunately then experienced that on the other side. And I will tell you, I will never count anybody out because we're all welcome. And God uses so many different types of experiences to be able to speak to another person who is longing and questioning and wondering if they are enough and worthy of God's love. And like, I think that I'll, it's been really cool to see like other people message me of like, I love how you just still like, you've been through so much and you've been, you know, all this stuff has been said about you, but still you're like, your faith is so important to you and you're not, you don't like turn your back on that. And so, um, yeah, man, it's been hard. And that was like one of the toughest things that I went through, but having just little voices of encouragement and God using other people in my life, like really helped me continue on this path and also, and make me really dive deeper into why I believe what I believe. Uh, And I think we're all supposed to do that. Yes. Like when you live in this, um, where everybody says they're a Christian, even if they're not, yeah, you just, you just go by, like, it feels like it's easy. Yeah. And it is. Because everybody believes the same thing. Everybody believes the same things that's sitting around. And everyone is bliss. And to just like, just be like in this thing, this bubble where everybody says they, they believe this and that, but then being put in a bubble where everybody around me doesn't believe anything that I believe yeah, and really being able to, to like dig into the Bible, be like, why do I, do I, do I believe this? Or is this yeah. just something I've told? I think if I wouldn't have gone through those experiences and had those questioning moments of like, whoa, do I want to be a part of this? Yeah. I wouldn't have grown as much as I had. And I'm really thankful for that too. And, you know, if I could have kept living that life of just being the quintessential good girl, I would have probably not have had this intimate relationship with the Lord that I, that I do now. Um, in such a, you know, all encompassing way of like knowing that I'm never going to be left. I'm never going to not be loved. And I'm, I am worthy, even yes. when it feels like I'm not. Yes. Yeah. If if God would have given us everything we wanted when we wanted it, and if we'd have done, if we'd have lived perfectly, we would not have the relationship with him that we get to have. Mm-hmm. And that makes yeah. that, that I know more because of my mistakes than I know because of what I've done right. Right. Yeah. So. Okay, tell me, well, for starters, this whole conversation, start to finish, is exactly why I can't wait for people to give God bless this mess to the people in their lives, right? Like, what a book for Christmas, what a book for, that we can put in people's hands who, who just love Hannah Brown, and who, and don't realize, like, the depth of the spiritual side of this, but want to hear the juicy, the hot goss about The Bachelor, (laughs) So I, I remember when we were like, you know, I was trying to figure out like, oh, is this just a Christian book? Is this, what is this? And I yeah. think it's, I'm so excited and honored that like I have the ability to reach people who are going to grab the mm-hmm. book and think it's one thing. Yeah. And then really be able to maybe for the first time in their life, like 
see how God can work in somebody's life and what and who and what God really is. Yeah. And that's just like overwhelming love. Yeah. And that that's really cool. Like I think it's a it's a book obviously for Christians, but it, it's it's also going to you know, maybe plant some seeds in people who, who aren't and have, you know, felt like that is not something I want to be a part of. It's like, maybe, well, well, maybe if it's like that. Yeah. We call it sneaky Jesus around here. Your book is a little sneaky Jesus. They think they're getting one thing and they're going to meet him in the, in the process. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. And, um, I just hope and pray that those moments of honesty and, really um, showing the mess as it is, is going to show people that like, I don't have it all figured out and I'm still in the thick of it, but like, I'm not, I'm not fully broken either. And there's a reason why I'm not fully broken and I'm going to get a little bit better every day because of that. So I'm just, I'm like, I'm so nervous, but also just excited for it to be here because yes. then it's it's not my problem anymore. You know? Right. That's right. That's it goes yeah. the night it releases, it goes from being yours to ours. And you get yeah. to like we another guest said it's like you build a house and you invite everybody to the party and then you sneak out of the party. I love that. Yes. So yeah. you're like, yeah, come on over, everybody. The house is your open, every room, eat what you want, drink what you want. And then you move out and you go somewhere else. And Enjoy leave it. it. What happens in the house <laughs> happens in that. Doesn't have anything to do with me. Okay, yeah. Hannah, is there anything we didn't say about the book that you want to make sure we say? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, do you feel like we covered it pretty well? Yes. And it it, it is, I love how the book goes through pageant life, bachelor life, college life, up till Dancing with the Stars until now. I mean, I just think it is, it covers so much of your life that that makes it really fun. So I think people will love that too. Well, I had to, I feel like at, you know, we were talking about like, where do you start the book? And like the, those threads start, yes. there, there's a reason why I did this thing that everybody saw me do publicly, but yeah. oh, it makes back so up, much back up, back up, yeah. back up, back up and see where yeah. that's coming from. So yeah. Yeah, just the the threads that all kind of like come together and make yeah. this really beautiful story at the end. I'm I'm really proud of it. It, it took some be. time to kind of, you know, process and figure yeah. out how does this all go together? And then yeah. it's like, wow, God's made this really cool story. So yeah, it's it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's very good. Well, I have one more question for you, but I do want to say to you, you know this privately, and I'm glad you know it privately, but I do want to say it publicly. I am so on your team. And I am so for you. And I am anything you need. I am proud to be your friend. I don't have. I, I don't feel anything but proud to be your friend. And um, mostly because you won the mirror ball. So, but that's it. <laughs> no, I'm proud of how. Yeah, it is very cool. Only what 22 people in the world have ever done it. So I know. I I always like I've like watched the show and I'm like, it's so weird. Like I watch the show and then I'm like. I did like, yes. like, it's almost like, I feel like I'm like, I, how did I do I that? Did that. <laughs> if you know, like when you read, like I was not like, I was in this, you were hurting, weird, you were hurting like, so much, hurting so bad. Yes. but then now I can be like, wow, I, like really, I think this year, like I'm really like now, like, wow, I'm really proud of that. Good. Like, that's freaking awesome. Yes. Um, and I am yeah, proud to be your friend for that, but for all the other reasons about who you are as a woman and who you are as a friend and how how you represent what it looks like to be in a relationship with God. I'm proud to be your friend you. for all those reasons. Um, okay, Thank the last you. question I always ask. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. You know, I, I thought about this, and, and the first thing that popped in my head is like a girl's trip. <gasps> Where I, do you want to go? Like, I want to... I want to go somewhere where I'm sitting in the sun, Uh but like not out here. Like Uh I want to go somewhere tropical with some friends. And now I'm like, I've got to make this happen. It sounds like you do need to make it happen. Like very warm days when your regular life is like getting fall wintry. Great. It's the best. So So do you, are you like a South beach kind of person or are you like a Costa Rica kind of person? Well, I want to be a Costa Rica person because it's on my bucket list. <laughs> okay, good, good. I want to be a Costa Rica person. <laughs> but um, 
more like South Beach. So that's yeah. what I know. And yeah. then I'm not, I mean, like I said, get to look at the beach, but the water's too cold. Yeah. It's cold over there. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking we got to, we got to do the yeah. Costa Rica. The, when I, I went to Costa Rica, my first after college, my first spring break and there was a swim up bar at the pool. And I was like, what is this life? I can swim to a bar. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is this all of Costa Rica? Cause I live here now. You can swim to these. I mean, I remember feeling like we were in the lap of luxury. So get yeah. ready, get ready. Yeah. So now it's girls trip to Costa Rica. We, we, we have it settled. Done. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hannah, thank you for being on the show today. It means a ton to me. I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm just so glad. I can't wait for people to hear and read the book. I think they're going to love it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on this show. And hopefully when I get to Nashville, we're going to hang out in karaoke. hundred percent, 100 percent. You will not get away with not at this point. You will not get away with that. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? Ah, she's just so honest and so genuine and knows who she is. And man, I, I, I respect her for that. I do. So be sure to grab a copy of her new book, God Bless This Mess, and go follow her so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie Up Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same today. What sounds fun to me is driving to see my family. I love this drive I get to do today. I'm very much looking forward to it. Have a great Thanksgiving, friends. And we'll see you back here on Friday when Charles Robinson is back with his wife, Susan. And they're answering your follow-up questions about indigenous culture. Oh, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this one. We'll see you on Friday. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. I'm grateful for you.